Hey, everybody, welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, the podcast that believes in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And that's what we're here to do tonight. We are here to crown a champion in our best game show bracket. And I have assembled four panelists that are going to help me make the picks tonight. Let's start off first in Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, how you doing? And what non-alcoholic drink are you drinking? <laughs> Yeah, this is a first for me, I'm fairly certain. Uh, the the final beer of my penance, I hesitate to even call beer because it is a non-alcoholic beer. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that I've ever had a non-alcoholic beer because what's the damn point? Uh, Chris had requested O'Doul's, but apparently it's very hard to find O'Doul's around here for some reason. So I picked up something that I thought would probably be even worse. This is Coors Edge. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, non-alcoholic malt beverage with natural flavor. Yeah, it contains less than 0.5% alcohol by volume, which I'm going to take me I'm going to take that as it contains 0.49% and feel a little better about myself. But anyway, residual alcohol. You have residual alcohol in that, my friend. I guess. So, Chris, this is the this is the final beer of my penance. Uh it is now complete. Uh I will never bet you in Oscar pools again until next year. Isn't it a liar? All right. Well, until next year. That's true. I, I I actually had the liar in my head to come out before you stopped talking, so I, I couldn't <laughs> I, stop myself. Oh, uh, good. Fayetteville, North Carolina's own Mr. Tim Dipple. How you doing, sir? What are you drinking? Chris, I am doing well, and I am staying on the I don't want another gout attack train. Uh, so right now I am sticking with my lemon water. Hey, I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. Gout sucks. But um, I am not. Uh, nah. I have got my very last, my very last can of Yingling Light Lager. I am going to be enjoying this tonight. It is my go-to. If you can find it readily available, it's good. I, I like it. You know what? I like my craft beer, but sometimes this hits the spot. Ninety calories, three carbs per glass. Not too bad. Next up, we're bringing it out. To Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Well, I'm doing terrible because I don't have anything smart ass to say right here. So I'm just going to open up a soda, uh, drink, and yeah. say hello. That's Sorry. That's all I got. You might be thinking, wow, Steven sounds different. What is going on with Steven? Well, that difference that you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is all thanks to our Patreon subscribers because we have subscribers that are willing to, you know, give us money and listen to our bonus content and actually enjoy what we're doing here. We've been able to actually go out and uh, upgrade some of our equipment. Steven has got a brand new microphone courtesy of Patreon. Thank you for our Patreon subscribers. Your money is going to good use. It is not funding our alcohol. I promise you it's going to equipment. Thank you for that, everybody, though. We are moving on. Oh, by the way, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, if you want to give back to what we do here, Boozy Bracketology and Pub Trivia Experience, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B is your home to do that. If you can help out financially, that's where you want to go. You know where I don't want to go? Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to talk <laughs> to Jeff anyway. I love Jeff. I hate Raleigh. Jeff, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? <laughs> Well, I'm not sure what the city of Oaks ever did to piss you off, Chris. But Beat us uh, football, Jeff. <laughs> Who didn't? Fair enough. Vanderbilt <laughs> and Duke, actually. True. True. <laughs> well, speaking of Duke, I am uh, working my way through uh, the Pilsners of Durham, North Carolina. This is the Ponysaurus Pilsner. Um, <laughs> I guess I feel a little bit uh, like the town drunk here uh, since uh, the. The other three panelists are abstaining tonight, so um, I guess uh, I'll just kind of stumble into the virtual uh, clinic or something. I don't know what the hmm. fuck I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be the guy who makes no sense, uh, which you know isn't any different from normal. So yeah, no, Usually every, that's me. What the ever. Yeah, every podcast needs one nonsensical person. But we've got some tough decisions to make, guys. We are going to be crowning our champion tonight. We're going to start in the top left portion of the bracket. It's the one seed. The overall one seed is the price is right. The four seed from this side of the bracket is Family Feud. We're kicking it off with Mike. Oh, man. Um, 
This one's really, really tough. Uh, the, I think, to me, looking at the next matchup, this, this should be for the championship of this particular region. Uh, these are two shows I enjoy immensely. Uh, they're two shows that have gone through, well, Price is Right hasn't gone through as many hosts, but but uh, after Drew Carey took over, it has shown that uh, the game can survive a, a host change, which you know a lot of people were questioning when Bob Barker uh, stepped down. And it's still it's still very good. It's still very entertaining. It's still got a lot of iconic games. Family Feud is a little more. You're getting the same thing every time. You're getting you know you're obviously getting different families and stuff like that. Uh, but it's always it's pretty much always always entertaining because somebody will always say something ridiculous and always you'll always be like oh I'm smarter than this person even though you know it, it's hard to think of things when you're on the spot. Uh, so I don't know. This is a really, really tough one. Both can, both games are known to have contestants that have a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, which is really nice. Uh, gosh, I came into this thinking that I was going to have prices right coming out of this region, but the the more and more I think about it. I have more nostalgia for the prices, right? Because like, as it's been mentioned many times before, I watched it a lot, you know, every, every sick day. That was the, that was the highlight. 11 PM comes around and the prices, right? Comes on and you get to watch it and then you get to eat lunch. Um, unless it's a stomach bug, neither here nor there, but I, so I have more nostalgia for the prices, right? But I think now if I was given the choice between these two, I think I have more fun watching Family Feud. It's I also like that it's 30 minutes instead of an hour, so you get you get done a little quicker. And um, you know, St- uh, Stephen made a good point talking about uh, other shows last time, but I like that it's kind of hard to win it. You don't see you don't see people win it a lot. I mean, you, you know, a decent amount, but it's you're not guaranteed that the that the family that wins to gets to go to the final round is going to actually walk you know walk away with the big winning. So. I'm surprising myself here, but in the moment, I, I'm kind of feeling Family Feud, so that's getting my vote. Family Feud has the first vote. Tim, you're up. All right. We surveyed 100 people. Top four. Uh, best game show. Top 100 answers are on the top four answers are on the board. We surveyed 100 people. Uh, show me Family Feud. <laughs> show me The Price is Right. Ding, ding, ding. We're going with The Price is Right. <laughs> Rice is right. Tied it up one to one. Steven, you're up. Both of these shows uh, haven't shown me the thing that I want to see from them. Uh, for the Price is Right, the thing I want to see is when they're making their opening bids, first guy bids like $500 or whatever, and then the next guy bids 501 and then the next guy 502 503 and 504 I want to see that happen just one time so that I can see a fist fight break out on the Price is Right. what i want to see from family feud is i want to see that in the final showdown uncle todd who got six points because he said ridiculous thing i want to see the car ride home with uncle todd because i want to see him thrown from the car (laughs) for only getting six points on the goddamn showdown if either one of those had shown me though i would vote for them no problem uh, as it is, you know, we said a lot that the reason we like Family Feud is because we're waiting for the disaster. We're waiting for the, you know, uh, what do you think of when you think of, what was it, German food? I'm thinking pasta. You know, that's the kind of answer we <laughs> want. But that's because it's just not as good a game. And we're talking game shows. At some point, the best game has got to win. And so the price is right is the better game. Price is right gets my vote. Two to one lead for price is right, bringing it over to Jeff. Yes, Stephen, I, I haven't seen them all in sequence yet, but I know I have seen at least a couple of times someone bid one dollar too early, and then the yeah. next person bid two dollars. Uh, <laughs> always thought that was deliciously petty, um, but. <laughs> Price is Right has the advantage of being varied. Uh, it, it's the uh, the kind of the fact that you can watch the show and every segment is a little bit different. You have this different game, this different game. Yeah, some of the games suck, but 
overall, you're, you're going to have a lot more interesting viewing experience because you, you're not just watching the same thing over and over again. Uh, I think that's uh, um, among the shows that are remaining a little bit unique. So I'm, I think uh, Price is Right is moving on with my vote and deservedly so in my opinion. The Price is Right is moving on to the final four, and it's time to see what it's going to be up against. The lower left-hand portion of the bracket, we are going to have the three-seat of match game against the two-seat of let's make a deal. Tim, you're kicking us off. Yeah, we've well established that we don't really care about uh, this one. Um, So... I'm going to default to my old faithful and say the money hall the money hall problem gets a vote. Let's make a deal. Picks up a vote. Next vote goes over to Steven. Yeah, match game. The main problem with the match game is that the celebrities often try to be more clever than they try to come up with the logical answer to help you. And that can really screw over your opponent or screw you over if you're trying to do the match. Um, It's also, as I said before, it's got the ugliest set in the history of television. It is just pure 70s vomit all over it. So I'm going to have to go with uh, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. has got a two nothing vote so far. We're going to Jeff. I had originally picked match game, but then someone opened a door and showed me a stage full of goats and I believe mathematically that means I have to switch my vote to let's make a deal. Okay. <laughs> Mike, I don't know. How to I'm done. That was, I, I liked, I liked Jeff. I, I saw where you were going with that. Um, well, first of all, I, kudos to the 12 people who are listening, who got that. <laughs> I mean, Tim explained it in the first episode, so, but uh, I've been voting completely on it since yeah, it's, it's, it's true statement. Yes. <laughs> um, first of all, I, I wanted to note that I have popped open a second Coors Edge, not because I'm enjoying it so much, but because I had to buy a six pack of this to just even be able to bring it on the show. And when the hell else am I going to drink these? So there, I figure, okay, what's 0.49% alcohol by volume times six, you know, no, uh, it's still not even like a. Bud Light. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's let's make a deal is already going on. Uh, I really didn't know which one I was going to vote for to lose to whoever was going to go on uh, in the previous round. I I'm not at all upset that the Price is Right is moving moved on over Family Feud. It was just kind of an in the moment sort of thing. I've had my moments of temporary insanity on this show uh, several times in the past. Here I am going to throw. Uh, match game a token vote it said is ugly uh but uh because it kind of provided that prototype of celebrities riffing type of show which i so enjoyed in the 80s uh i'm gonna give it a little credit for that uh but uh obviously i guess let's make a deal is gonna move on which i can't i can't necessarily complain about because that's another uh great nostalgia show for me well, let's make a deal is definitely moving on and so are we over to the top right portion of the bracket, we have got the one seed of Jeopardy taking on the four seed of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The Battle of the Trivia Shows. And we're starting it off with Steven. I think the way to decide this one's pretty easy here. Um, at the end of the day, uh, if you ask somebody ask you, um, what's Jeopardy like? Someone who's never seen it. You would go through and describe Jeopardy. Well, it's got these categories, five questions in each category per round. They get progressively harder based on their values. Uh, you would go through. If somebody asks you, uh, what's who want to describe who wants to be a millionaire? What you're going to start with is, well, it's a trivia show like Jeopardy. Because at the end of the day, Jeopardy cracked the code when it came to trivia games. It's the one all other trivia games aspire to be. So if it's a trivia game matchup, Jeopardy wins it. Jeopardy's got a vote. Next vote goes to Jeff. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with Steven here. That Who Wants to Be a Millionaire doesn't exist without Jeopardy. Uh, and Jeopardy almost single-handedly saved the trivia game format and, and brought it into the modern consciousness uh 
Jeopardy champions are damn near celebrities in some ways. If <laughs> uh, your town happens to have produced someone who's won a couple of games on Jeopardy, it somehow becomes front page news, or, or maybe that's just because Raleigh is kind of a cow town. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Jeopardy gets its uh, uh, gets its vote um, for here for me. Jeopardy's got yet another vote. Next vote goes over to Mike. Yeah, uh, this is a, this is a cool matchup for me because uh, I've auditioned for I've had the pleasure of auditioning for Jeopardy twice, uh, and I was going to go audition for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when they were in Tampa, but I overslept. Um, <laughs> but these are the only game shows that I ever even got remotely close to auditioning for, so it is an interesting matchup in that respect. But no, uh, the previous two panelists said it best: uh, you don't have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire without Jeopardy. Uh, I feel like I learn a lot more from watching an episode of Jeopardy than I learn from uh, watching an episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, largely because there's just more questions, and I really enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, Jeopardy is going to get my vote as well. And last but not least, Tim. All right. So this is probably, for me, the hardest choice of the bracket, of of this round of the bracket, uh, simply because... In some ways, these shows have been trying to imitate each other's success. Uh, Jeopardy is the template when it comes to trivia game shows. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is what made Jeopardy, or what made trivia feel like events. You know, Jeopardy has been experimenting with doing like primetime stuff and tournaments and something to get like those level of eyeballs that who wants to be a millionaire was getting in the early days. So, so they, they constantly feel like they're kind of chasing each other, you know, you know, the dog chasing its own tail in some ways. Um, while I would love to be on any game show, um, I would probably do better on who wants to be a millionaire uh, simply because you have multiple choice and uh, you have a few minutes to think about it. You don't have to answer and beat other people. But if I'm given the choice, you know, they, they, you're only supposed to be on game shows only so often. Otherwise, it disqualifies you from being on the others. If I get offered an invite on either one, I want to be on Jeopardy. Uh, so Jeopardy's getting my vote here. Jeopardy gets the vote. Oh, Lord. We are moving on. The next pick in the Elite Eight is going to be between the six seed of the chase, taking on the two seed wheel of fortune. Jeff, kick us off. This is an interesting matchup for me because I think it asks the question of, how much luck should be involved in a game show? Wheel of Fortune, despite its uh, the fact that you know, there's some skill involved in solving the puzzles and stuff, is very luck-driven. Uh, the, the number of people who clearly know the puzzle and spin the first time and get bankrupt and lose a turn. And you, know, you see talented people get knocked out. Uh, and I think that's valuable because we don't appreciate the role that luck plays in our society in general. That having been said, if I'm watching TV, I think I'd much rather watch the people from the crowd or whoever take on a crazy smart trivia genius and win based on nothing but their luck, their, uh, their pluck and their uh, stick to And maybe it's just kind of my uh, uh, desire for the meritocracy to actually be real in some place if it isn't in real life. So I'm going to vote for the chase here. The chase picks up its first vote. Next pick here goes over to the O'Doul's drink. No, the Coors Edge drinking Mike. Coors Edge, yeah. Uh, available at your local grocery store, I'm sure. Don't run out and get it. Um, 
<laughs> Unless you like drinking non-alcoholic beer, in which case, absolutely. This is probably as good an example as any. Um, we it's, it's actually funny Jeff brought up the luck aspect because Jeff, Stephen, and I spoke at length in a uh, bonus uh, episode of the podcast discussing Coen Brothers movies about the 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 element of luck and, and roles that it plays in our lives. Uh, and, and that's actually a very interesting point about its role in wheel of fortune. And just a hundred percent, right. I've seen so many times when you do, you see, you see that person and they, they are, or they're, they're just going for that one little dollar amount more. They definitely know it, but they like, Oh, there's, there's, if I spin one more time and I get a decent dollar amount, there's two M's on the board. And if I, then I can get an M and double it up and they, so, and then they hit that bankrupt or that lose a turn and then boom, it's done. And I do, I like Jeff, I do like that element of it. I love the chase too. This is a very tough matchup uh, for me. Again, Wheel of Fortune has more of the nostalgia factor, but I think that I have become, as I've become more and more of a trivia nerd, I gravitate more towards the trivia shows. Uh, And I do think that uh, the chase does a very good job of of having the, the tension building elements that are used to, to great effect on like who wants to be a millionaire and stuff like that does that very well. Wheel of fortune is more of an, it's more of an older school type type of game show. And right now in this bracket, the other three game shows that we have are very more old school style game shows. Cause they've been around a lot longer. I'd like to throw a bone to one of the newer game shows. And I, in terms of the new trivia shows, I think the chase is the best of the lot. So the chase is getting my vote. The chase picks up Mike's vote. Next vote is going over to Tim. So in the first round, we had wheel of fortune versus the hustler wheel of fortune versus the trivia show. And my vote went to the hustler. And in the second round, we had wheel of fortune versus the weakest link. Wheel of Fortune against the Trivia Show. And my vote went to The Weakest Link. And in round three, we have Wheel of Fortune versus The Chase. Wheel of Fortune versus The Trivia Show. And I am nothing if not consistent. I am not a fan of Wheel of Fortune. I never really have been. I'm going trivia all the way. This is The Chase. All right. And Steven, take us home here. You got to respect Wheel of Fortune. There's a reason it's been on the air as long as it has. It's because it is a really good format for a game show. Uh, There is skill. There is luck. uh, It has that element where when you're playing at home, unless you're a dum-dum like me, you can probably feel like you're going to win, even though it's much, much harder to do that when you're under the pressure of the show, and that's why people actually very rarely win it. Um, The chase does something unique with all the new shows going on. And that's in every single round of the chase, even when it's like the very first player just doing their first cash building thing. I feel like even though I'm only two minutes into the show, that's going to have a major impact on that final chase. Because if they screw that up, they're not going to get enough money for their individual chase, which means that they're not going to be able to bank enough to make it worth it. So they're going to go higher or they're going to not uh, be able to contribute to it. It's just this ever building tension at each stage of the chase that very few game shows have. Most of them feel like we're just playing, you know, individual rounds, but the rounds are separate. The chase somehow captures that building effect. Like you're going up, Like in a video game, you're working towards a boss. And as you creep towards that boss, it's getting harder and harder. But the things you learned earlier in the level are the things you're going to need to get to that boss. If you're played that better early on, you're going to do better at the end. I'm honestly stalling a little bit because I don't know which way I'm going to vote. (laughs) I, I prefer to watch the chase. But... I do think Wheel of Fortune lives on for a reason. Like, I think it's a really solid concept and design, and it's not really replicated anywhere else. There is no other Wheel of Fortune. There are plenty of, like, word-based shows or jumble-based shows, but there's only one Wheel of Fortune. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of evoke, I'm going to be objective. I'm going to go against the one that I actually enjoy watching more. And I'm going to vote for Wheel of Fortune because I think it's fundamentally just a better, more unique show. And with that, the chase is moving on to the final four. I just have to say, I don't get the chase. The best part of the chase is the final round where it's the chaser versus the the contestants. But everything up to that point for me is just, it's it's just slow. Like, why does it take 45 minutes to get through the first three panelists? I don't understand. There's got to be a better way to do that. I get it. They're all going to bank up their purse, and the the host has to go ahead and talk through what the different options are. But none of one, no one ever tries to go head-to-head with the chaser. When they do, they never win. Most of the time, they don't get past the chaser in the first round, which doesn't bode well for the, the end round. It's just not fun to me. Um, Wheel of Fortune, their strategy to it, yeah, I like my shows to have a little bit of luck with it. I like the fact that you have to make the decision of, you know, I think I know the answer. Do I want to try and risk it? Do I want to try and spin again? Oh, damn, I got bankrupt. Uh, there's a little bit of luck to it. Wheel of Fortune, I think, is running on fumes at this point because their hints are just weird. Uh, they don't nec- It's a little nonsensical. And Pat Sajak is 100% mailing it in. He's collecting a paycheck. But my vote still would have gone for Wheel of Fortune. Doesn't matter. You're not here to hear my not here to hear my opinion unless we have a two to two tie and we are moving on. It's going to be the one seed on the left side of the bracket. The price is right. Taking on the two seed of let's make a deal. And this pick here is going hmm, to Mike. <laughs> I kind of alluded to it when I was making my pick in the uh, let's make a deal versus match game matchup in the Elite Eight is that was the matchup to determine who was going to lose to the price is right. Uh, and I might be wrong about the way the other three panelists are voting. I'm not sure that I am, but uh, I'm definitely not wrong about myself. This is the the price is right. Uh, hands down. The price is right. Just to me has that great variety of games. I love they, they both, both of these shows do have one thing that I really like, which is the energy of the crowd that really uh, feeds into both of these shows. Uh, but the price is right. Once the contestants get up there, they keep that energy going. Their excitement when they find out what I, I as actually, I love their excitement about what, when they find out what they're going to win, especially when it's like a car or something like that. But I think, I think I also love when they find out what their prize is and you can genuinely tell they are not excited about it at all, <laughs> but they're kind of trying to be like, yay, a, a washer and dryer. Or whatever, uh, it's that. That's kind of fun too. But hey, it's 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 something new and cool that you don't have to pay for if you win it. So it's still fun. No, the price is right uh, for nostalgia factors because I just think it's overall the better game, and I think it's the one like that people will would still want to visit much later on. You know, even though both of these games are Price is Right doesn't go back nearly as far as Let's Make a Deal, but they're both older game shows that date back further. But the Price is Right's the one that's had more staying power. So the Price is Right gets my vote. All right, Price Right's got to vote, Tim. Yeah, um, I think this is where the money hall problem dies. Um, I think there's too much nostalgia for me on the Price is Right side. I never like I, I never actually cared for uh, Let's Make a Deal. Um, it just had the benefit of coming out of a really weak bracket and. Um, having competition that you guys all got wrong. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, price is right here. I would have had uh, Hollywood Gay Night coming out of this part of the bracket, but that's just me. It's 2 nothing for the price is right. Steven, you're up. Yeah, let's make a deal is, is fun um, because you get to watch people that are really bad at math. Uh, be offered more money than they're going to make in a lot of lot of working hours for a lot of us. <clears throat> and then they turn it down and end up with a year's supply of dog food when they don't have a dog. And that's always fun. Because then I have to imagine they're going to at least try some of that dog food. You got a year's supply, you're going to try it. You know you are. Uh, <laughs> but no, The Price is Right is clearly the better show here. It gets my vote. Price is Right, another vote. Jeff, where you at? You know, we've managed to make it through, what, three rounds of uh, of this stuff right now, and we haven't discussed 
the best part of the Price is Right. Rod Roddy's suits. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Those sparkly, crazy designs, the amazing colors. You know, for the five seconds they're on screen at the beginning of every episode. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I need a closet full of Rod Roddy's jackets. <laughs> the, the man knew how to put on a show. Uh, you can still hear him saying, come on down, even as I'm talking about this. Price is right. Move it on. <laughs> price is right. is moving on to the championship game, and it's time to figure out what the price is right is going to be playing against. All right. Tim, you're kicking us off here. This one might be a little tough for you. Jeopardy or the chase? Don't make me make this pick. <laughs> who, who who signed me up to do this? Me. Okay. I spend a lot of time in... I'll broaden it to say trivia show Twitter. Um, I follow a lot of Jeopardy contestants, a lot of Chase contestants. Um, we're having a Jeopardy contestant on our tournament. Um, and Jeff doesn't know this yet, but that's his opponent in the first round. <laughs> Sweet. That means that uh, the number of recordings I'm going to have to do is going to be very, very small. <laughs> Um, on the one hand, you have, from a viewer standpoint, a laid-back, evenly-paced trivia show. From the beginning until the end, Jeopardy! is one that you can sit back on your couch, clues pop up, you answer, you go. The chase... If it has one flaw, it's that it's a little bit uneven. Uh, you have the really rapid fire first round with the cash builder. Then you go up against the the chaser one on one, and it slows down. And then you go into the final round, and it's like fast paced. Um, I bring up the trivia Twitter because the one thing that happens anytime that there's a, a strong Jeopardy champion is immediately the calls for them to be the new chaser. Um, Amy Schneider got it. Matea's getting it. Um, all of them. Matt Amodio got them. Um, but they prove themselves on Jeopardy first, and I think Jeopardy is just its a juggernaut. It's the trivia show. Quick, name a trivia game show. Jeopardy's the first thing out of your mouth every time. So I gotta go with the Jeff. I gotta go with Jeopardy here. All right, Steven, you're up. So I think this might be a little bit controversial. Um, but just spoiler alert, I'm not going to pick Jeopardy here. And I'll tell you why. It's because there's something baked into the chase that really makes it a more captivating story. And that's because on Jeopardy, you're looking at three people who are essentially really, really good at trivia. And in theory, at least, they're on the same level. Every now and then you get someone who's a really good champion that can just sit there forever and cream them. But most of the time, Jeopardy is three fairly evenly matched opponents. In the chase, there is just an inherent little guy versus the dragon narrative. That even though you know those three people that are starting on the chase are theoretically good at trivia, they're going up against a master trivia player, whether that's an old Jeopardy champion or not. And there's just something a little bit more compelling. And most of the time, the little guy loses. Most of the time, again and again and again, they do their best. They bank as much money as they can. They put so many questions down in that final chase that you think this could be the time. This could be the time to get through. And then the chaser just hammers out 26 goddamn answers in a row. 
and you have to watch them go home defeated and crushed. And there's a good shot in Freud in that. But it is so rewarding and so satisfying when finally, that one or two times a season, a team puts it together and leaves there. Leaves there with real money. That I, I just find that such a compelling narrative that Jeopardy doesn't have. When do most people want to watch Jeopardy? Like, we watch it all the time because we're nerds and we like trivia. But Jeopardy gets in the papers when there's like a Ken Jennings going on it forever, and people just want to wait to watch him lose. They want to wait until Jeopardy becomes the chase. Well, the chase is always the chase, so the chase gets my vote. One to one as we bring the next pick to Jeff. Yeah, Stephen, if the chase has had been around for as long as Jeopardy has, I honestly like might agree with you because the chase is compelling in its creation of a narrative uh as it is though uh the chase just owes too much to jeopardy uh as tim mentioned uh most of the modern chasers are jeopardy champions uh they're um i I will give the chase this though uh they did have a chaser in the early days of the American show and, and the British show, uh, Mark the Beast Labette, uh, who manages to both be a trivia genius and looking like the kind of guy who would, in high school, throw trivia geniuses in the trash can. So good on them for having someone who just kind of looks like the guy that trivia people will have an immediate negative reaction to as the big bad. So good choice. Uh, but I still think the jeopardy is the more influential show. It's the more culturally relevant show. Uh, you know, maybe come back in 40 years as we're, uh, we're into, you know, season 44 of the chase and, the chase champions are making the local news and all that crap. But uh, as of right now, I think we just have to move Jeopardy into the finals. Well, Jeopardy's two to one lead right now is uh, not insurmountable. Let's go over to Mike. Yeah, there uh, is a little bit of an injustice here because, uh, you know, obviously I vo- I did vote for the chase. I don't regret it, but it does seem a bit of a shame to not have Jeopardy facing off against wheel in this particular round. Uh, just because I feel that Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are so inextricably linked for reasons that we've discussed already in this podcast. So that, and, you know, and Jeopardy has continually been going up against uh, trivia shows. Similarly, as Tim mentioned, that Wheel of Fortune did uh, on, on its way, uh, getting here. And Jeopardy has defeated them all uh, because, as Tim said, if you go up to a, your average person and you say, name a trivia game show, the first thing out of their mouth is going to be Jeopardy. Steven actually makes a very compelling point about the chase and the, the thrill of that rarefied victory uh, that doesn't happen very often. And so it's, it's very pleasing when you get to see it happen. But I don't know that that aspect of the show is enough to get me to vote for Jeopardy. Vote against Jeopardy, I mean. Because uh, Jeopardy just has that nostalgia factor. As much as I have enjoyed the, the discovering the chase and watching the chase in, in recent years, Jeopardy has staying power for a reason. It is just accessible enough for people that when they when they watch it they feel really good when they get uh, you know the questions right especially when they get you know every every now and then you'll get like you'll get the uh the football category or something like that that's given to three people that have clearly never watched a snap in their life and you know that's that's when that's when you just feel really 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 good watching at home jeopardy is the quiz show on which all the foundation on which all other quiz shows are, are built. It's the it's the giant on whose shoulders they stand, and I feel like it has to move into the championship game because of that. So Jeopardy gets my vote. Jeopardy is in the championship game. It's going to be facing off against the Price Is Right. 
the two number one seeds have really dominated their way to get here. This is like Duke, North Carolina. If anybody liked Duke or North Carolina, we are at the championship game. Steven, you are kicking us off. The price is right or Jeopardy? You know, just because it's older doesn't mean it's better. That's like saying original Star Trek was better than the next generation. I was just the madness I'm hearing right now. Madness. Um, <laughs> all right. Jeopardy and the price is right. Two very different game shows that wrap themselves in very different wrapping. Uh, Jeopardy wants to present itself as the intellectual show. The very smart people watch. Um, it's the reason why it kind of fell off for a while until trivia shows were revived by who wants to be a millionaire. I think it was, you know, for old people and nerds is the way it was seen. Uh, Price is Right wants to be the show for everybody. Everybody shops. Everybody knows prices. You know prices. Come on down and play with us. That's kind of the appeal of both of them. You know, if you are find the category of Jeopardy that you're good at, you feel like you're among the intellectual elites. And if you see somebody do something stupid on The Price is Right, you're like, well, that guy's an idiot. He doesn't even live in the real world. How could you say that that washing machine costs that price? Which one is more entertaining? One of them. Uh, this is tough. Uh, you know what? If we're talking pure internet, it's ultimately a television show. And the television show is meant to entertain me. And it's meant to get me to buy products, right? Those are the two things that the shows do. Uh, <laughs> Price is Right is probably the pure distilled model of a television show when you think about it that way. Uh, Jeopardy? I don't think I've ever bought anything because I saw a show on Jeopardy. Uh, uh, I enjoy trivia more because I think it's a better demonstration of a person's skill. I feel like because shopping is something that we all do, that that's not something that like someone has invested their time in as a skill. Um, it's a good trick to have. It's a good thing to know. But I feel like I admire myself more when I get a question right on Jeopardy than when I get a price right on the price is right, and that's ultimately the feeling I'm looking for at a game show. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for Jeopardy. Jeopardy has its first vote. Jeff, we're over to you. Uh, Stephen definitely put his finger on something there, which is that the price is right and Jeopardy are, are almost two different visions of the society we live in, right? Jeopardy is the America that's meritocracy that is you get the right answer you know the right answer you're fast enough with the right answer you're gonna make a bunch of money and be famous and all that the price is right is the consumer capitalist society that we actually live in it's the uh the where the most valuable knowledge is how much does this gallon of milk cost it's uh the the ability to budget your necessary purchases so the the cliffhanger doesn't go over the cliff it's uh and you know it's the element of luck from plinko and the big wheel it's and it, it's interesting to think about through that framework because i think i mentioned with the the uh the Wheel of Fortune versus the Chase thing. You know, which one do you want to watch? Do you want to watch the uh, the um, the meritocracy of uh, skill and being elevated over everything, or the real world of uh, uh, that we live in? And I think The Price Is Right might be better at distilling a little bit more about what America actually is and what we actually think about 
as as a as a country than than Jeopardy does. Jeopardy is it has this universal appeal of wanting to know all the answers and elevating those who know all the answers, but come on, we don't do that as a country. We don't elevate the people <laughs> who know things as a country. The price is right is who we are. And so I'm going to have to give my vote to the price is right. Well, I'm depressed. Yeah. Mike, you're up. <laughs> um, It's interesting because I was sort of having... I don't know if I want to say similar thought process to Jeff because it wasn't wasn't necessarily going to those kinds of places. But what when when Stephen was giving his description, it did let, lead me to something uh, that's somewhat um, on similar lines. That I it's it's kind of funny because it occurred to me approaching this bracket to factor this in, and then I kind of mostly just discarded it in favor of what I liked. But uh, <laughs> is that factor of accessibility? Like what, what is really the, the average person off the street? What are they going to enjoy watching more? And I think, you know, Steven said, we're all, we're all, we're all a bunch of nerds. We love watching Jeopardy for that, for that reason. Price is right is more accessible. It's, it's easier to come in with just the basic knowledge of living, having living a life and be able to feel competitive with the other folks that are on there. And even the nature of the way it is staged factors into that because the fact that it, they're picking seemingly random people out of the crowd to come down and have the opportunity to compete, it does also feed into that. Cause you're like, I could be a random person in a crowd and, and be called down to, you know, even though they're, they're all pretty much chosen ahead of time. And there's and there is something to be said for that. Both of these shows are incredibly entertaining. Uh, I actually I think this is it's a matchup of one seeds for a reason. These were the two uh, you know top uh, seeds of their bracket, and they've been they've aired the most episodes. That's uh, you know Chris said that was basically how the seeding worked uh, for a reason because they both draw in a lot of viewers and both have a lot of broad appeal. I like Jeopardy more. I do. Is it the better game show from a broad appeal? I think Jeopardy. I think the problem is, is even though I mentioned in the last time that Jeopardy will have that ability to make you feel smart when you hit that category that you're like, I know this. And especially when you hit, when you know it and the other people don't. I feel like those pleasures are probably fewer and farther between than they are for the price is right. I'm not sure it's going to, well, I'll be, I'll be really interested to see how this goes, but I, this, and this might just end up being another moment of temporary insanity. Uh, I should trademark that for Mike, but uh, right now I think I'm more inclined to agree with Jeff. The price is right is more reflective of the way that, society is and therefore is the more accessible show with broader appeal and i think really that probably makes it the better game show so as even though i personally prefer jeopardy i think price is right it maybe is the better overall game show so i'm going to give it my vote a two to one lead for the price is right we're going to tim as he contains his rage (laughs) (laughs) it's seething i don't think it's any secret where my vote is going here and the price is right is your winner. <laughs> oh, right so, so instead, I am going to use my time, because this is a tie, to appeal to Chris. Mm-hmm. That's right. I am so it's, a buzzer, it's, a, it's a sneaky buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. <laughs> buzzer beater. Christopher Ligori. Last name redacted. Remind me what our sister podcast is called. <laughs> I knew he was going there. Remind that would be the pub trivia experience. The pub trivia experience. Not the pub price experience. Not the pub wheel experience. Not the pub deal experience. It's the pub trivia experience. 
every one of the panelists on this show is a trivia nut. We love trivia. We're all right at trivia. We strive to be better on tri- at trivia. We spend our day talking trivia, planning trivia, writing trivia. There is no way that you can say that the price is right is more influential on your life than the mother of all trivia shows. And if it's not more influential, how is it better? Jeopardy has left its mark on every one of our lives in a deeper way than The Price is Right has. And we all mourn the loss of Alex Trebek. We mourn the loss of Bob Barker. But I feel like all five of us feel the loss of Trebek more. To the point where finding out who the next host of Jeopardy was a key moment in this coronavirus pandemic for us, for the five of us. So it's obvious where you have to go here, and that's with Jeopardy. So this comes down to me. Uh, First off, Bob Barker, not dead. Isn't he? I don't think so. His Wikipedia he does not have retired. He did retire. Yeah, he retired many years ago. ago. I did he's him definitely died. not dead. He's 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 still uh, still kicking, as it were. If I may, real quick, since the uh, rules are made up and the points don't matter at this point, we're just launching buzzer beaters for no reason. Uh, let me just throw this out. Uh, yeah, Tim was right. Uh, we're all <laughs> trivia people here, but. I was super on the fence, and two of those trivia people did vote, despite their trivia love, for The Price is Right. That says something huge. It does. So here's where here's where my mind is at. I want to be transparent here and say that a family member of mine is, in fact, a four-time Jeopardy! champion. Uh, Rob Lagori, I believe, is my dad's cousin. Um, we had a viewing party at our house rooting on Rob. He won four times, won a decent sum of money. He's living back in Brooklyn now. Never met the guy, though, so <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh, so what's interesting to me is it, it, it's been brought up, but I don't think it's really hit the point home, that I, I think what people love about Jeopardy, not Jeopardy, what people love about Wheel of Fortune is it, it's definitely more relatable. It's definitely the show you can get into. For me, though, it, it also brings up a little bit of the American dream because a lot of what happens on Wheel of Fortune is luck. Not Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Price is Right is luck, right? Like it's, it's, it's the same reason we play the lottery. We want that one in a million chance at money or fame or glory. And Jeopardy isn't that way at all. Jeopardy is straight up. You've got to know the answer and you've got to be quick on a buzzer. It doesn't matter if you know the answer if you're not quick on a buzzer. It's those two things... And that's some strategy and wagering and, and things like that if you do find the Daily Double. The Price is Right is a show that I genuinely love. And so is Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy, I, I actually I don't record The Price is Right. I record Jeopardy every day. I don't watch it every day because it's every day and I have a two-year-old. <laughs> Who's got time to watch Jeopardy every day? Maybe Tim. Tim's kid's probably going to be really smart. I do feel like the price is right is much more reflective of our culture. Um, it's using real products. It's talking to the everyday person. It talks to the every man. And that's what it's for every person. Sorry, not the every man that was sexist, but it's, it's really targeted at that group. Right. Um, what's the price of, of Lando Lake salted butter? The two fifty a four pack. I don't even know. But it's targeted at that group for a reason. Like that's the mass consumer, and I feel pretty good about myself when I watch The Price is Right because I do pretty well. And then I watch Jeopardy. And listen, I I founded with Mike the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, and when I watch Jeopardy, I don't really feel good about myself. I feel dumb. I really like. I really do like when they get into like Greek myths and things. I, I'm I'm out. 
I'm out. God forbid there's a, something on there about the periodic table because God knows I'm not getting any of those questions right. Yeah. The difference for me is this. I have never left a episode of The Price is Right wanting to learn more. It's never happened. The Price is Right is forgettable entertainment at its best. And it's really good entertainment. They've done it for a long time. They have that down. Some of the games are a little weird, yes. Also, the point I didn't, one of the things I didn't bring up is The Price is Right is 100% the definition of U.S. culture because if you don't know an answer, you look to the screaming masses to tell you what yeah. to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has worked so well for us as as We're a nation. Walk down to the show. <laughs> the show down. If that ain't right there, <laughs> if that right there isn't the definition of American culture, I don't know what is. But I've never left a a, a version or anything in the prices right. Going, gosh, I really need to learn the price of a bowling ball. <laughs> I have left every single viewing of Jeopardy wanting to better myself, wanting to learn more. I miss half the Jeopardy game because I get focused on one question and I fall down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I that's what I that's what I want not just for me. I want that for the mass public. I want everyone just to go out there and learn some stuff. I don't care if you listen to watch five minutes of Jeopardy, you watch the first question and get lost in a rabbit hole. That's doing something more for you in my opinion than watching the than watching Wheel of Fortune, watching Price is Right, because you're actually educating yourself. So, like, I, I do want, as bad as I feel watching Jeopardy, and I feel like a dummy most of the time, I come out of it wanting to feel like less of a dummy. I started a trivia podcast, not because I'm smart. I'm not smart, but because I want to get better at it. Like, I genuinely want to learn more. That's important to me. And I honestly think that if Jeopardy can inspire people, even if it's a handful of people to learn more, it's a better game show. It's all down based on knowledge. I am going with Jeopardy because it genuinely inspires me to be a not a better person because there has been some shitty people on Jeopardy, but inspires me to actually go out there and educate myself. Jeopardy is my vote. Jeopardy is the champion tonight. If you don't agree... <laughs> On Facebook, the Lounge Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Boozy Brackets on Twitter. Boozy Bracketology on Instagram. Believe me, you've got multiple places to sound off. <laughs> Look, that's an impossible choice, and ain't no one complaining about the, no, <laughs> no about one's the complaining outcome about, here. I, I'll be honest. There was, a, there was definitely a uh, not unsizable part of me that voted for Price is Right, specifically because I knew where Tim was going, and I wanted to hear what Chris had to say. Oh <laughs> That's a that's almost you almost money balled it, Mike. <laughs> that was, I, but I it wasn't it wasn't nearly as egregious as that because <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this month's boozy bracketology. Did not know it was going to end up there. Glad that it did. Hell of a recording, gentlemen. Uh, you can find us, like I mentioned earlier, Patreon.com/slash PTEBB, the Lounge on Facebook, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Next month, Mike, uh, I'm going to drop a, a bumper on this, but what are we talking about? What are we finally getting to over the I summer? Think, I think after uh, I think a full month of recording uh, <laughs> trailers for, that I had recorded that ended up not coming to fruition, I think we have finally uh, decided that we're going to dive into the best Beatles song of all time, and I am yeah. going to have to restrain myself. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be fun! I was listen. I was actually just listening the other day, and I was going, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, paperback writer came on, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to work on not ta- spending more time talking about how great Paul's bass line is on this song than the song itself is long." <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to restrain myself now, but I'm looking forward to it. Best Beatles song. I am looking forward to it as well. But ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next month with a brand new bracket for Boozy Bracketology. I have been Chris. I have been Mike. I've been Tim. I've been Steven. And I have been Jeff. And we are recording this on my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Love you. Happy birthday, mom. Yay. Happy birthday, Ms. Woodhead. (laughs) Happy birthday. Everyone, have a good one.